show and tell. This is our second week using this new streaming service, which is very exciting. And uh, so far, so good. We're going to check in with some Adafruit folks, and then they'll drop out, and we'll get some other folks from the community coming by to show off what they're hacking, soldering, sewing, coding, crafting. We'd love to see it here on the show and tell. We're broadcasting from the Adafruit factory, but all y'all are coming here from around the world. It's so amazing. Let's start off with uh, Brent. You want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. I'm on, right? Yeah, we can. Okay, cool. I've never it. used the software. Um, so this past week, I've been working on uh, a Google Cloud IoT service. So it's part of Google Cloud's integration suite, and they allow IoT devices. So now your CircuitPython device, like a Pi Portal, will be able to talk with Google's IoT service and Google's cloud service integrates with that. So you can bring in things like machine learning or data analytics to all of the data that you're pulling in. And it will allow you to set up um, IoT devices with Google Cloud really, really quickly. And um, a few things happen with this. Um, one, we now have an RSA library for CircuitPython. So you can generate um, RSA keys. And you can also do um, decryption of RSA and encryption. And you can hash. Um, and decode and encode, you can do everything that you want to with encryption in CircuitPython so far. It's a little bit slow, but that's to be expected and it'll probably get sped up as we go. And um, I've also been fixing mini MQTT. If you haven't used it before, it's a MQTT library for CircuitPython and it's slowly getting better and you can use it with your MQTT broker or a Google broker or our Adafruit IO broker. And it's a really simple library for CircuitPython. Very exciting. Thanks for the update, Brent. Uh, people will be looking for that. We'll be sure to do a guide. I can share my screen as well, I think, right? No. No. Well, but, do, you want, do you want to try? Go ahead. I could try. Yeah, my entire screen share. Okay. Does that work? Yeah, yeah. so um, you could. You, so I have CircuitPython running on the right hand side and Google's uh, log viewer on the left. and this is running mini MQTT and then the IoT core library and the JWT library and all the libraries that it uses to connect and it establishes a secure connection and then it sends a publish and it actually stays alive. Uh, there's a pull request that I haven't merged in yet that allows us to stay connected to the server and you could do hello circuit Python from their interface and it'll send it back. I haven't done parsing yet to make it look pretty, but it will send it to the right-hand side. And then um, you can also manage your device from their dashboard, or if you're building a like a website, you can send it commands from the website, or you can update the configuration of the device. So if you want the LED to be a certain color, or if you're building a sensor and you want to turn certain parts of the sensor uh, node on or off, like if you have a temperature sensor, or if you have a humidity sensor, you could update the configuration and send it a configuration that it will then read, and then you can readjust it in your code. And that's what I'm working on. That's a lot. All right, thanks for that, Brent. You're, yep. you're always pushing the boundaries of IoT this summer. Okay, next up, let's check in with JP. Hey, all right. Uh, so am I a face or am I a screen right now? I you're a face right now. Okay, there I am, hi. Uh, so I'm working on something that I wanna show on my screen in a second, and it is a uh, mouse emulator running on a circuit playground using uh, make code to pre-program in uh, essentially some formulas for some sine waves and some 
circles and some other shapes that have editable parameters so that it's as if I can draw a circle with a mouse a heck of a lot better than I really can in real life when I'm using a painting program like Photoshop or something like that. Um, so I'm gonna try to uh, share a screen and uh, if you can see me and it at the same time, that's cool. If you can just see it, that works as well. Um, so I've got some, uh, this is like a painting website I found, Sketchpad, Sketch.io. Uh, and so I have a, a calligraphy brush, so angle matters on this. And, and I'm going to go ahead and press a button on my Circuit Playground Express, and it's going to emulate the mouse movement of a circle. And so there it's giving me this cool calligraphy circle. Um, I can adjust the radius just by tapping um, the one of the cap sensors on my Circuit Playground Express. So now I have a little smaller circle. Uh, and then I've got the B button set up as a sine wave there, and I can just hit them and draw as many as I want. Uh, and now I've hit a cap sensor to adjust the period, so it's a much, much tighter period on it. Um, so I'm going to be showing this on my show tomorrow, and you can uh, look at how I've created the formulas. Some involved me going and finding out formulas for plotting things like circles and sine waves and then piecing together that uh, through individual math blocks inside of uh, make, uh, make Code, which is pretty cool. Um, and then if I can stop sharing real quick, I'll show a little bonus thing. Let's see. Um, so this is a, uh, a find I had uh, minus some of the wires and junk up here, but I found this at a thrift store yesterday and I bought it for a dollar and nine cents, including tax. Uh, and it's a flash holder from an old camera. Uh, the brand was called uh, CalArt and they mounted them on Graflex cameras, which is the same brand of flash holder that people make lightsabers from. In fact, that's the one that the prop builders uh, did some of the lightsabers in the original Star Wars from. And so I was really excited to find this. And it essentially amounts to a three C battery uh, holder. And it's got a really great little mechanism in there here for uh, opening it, pulling it out. The original batteries were in it and they actually still work, which kind of blew me away because they're from 1947, according to the, um, the label on the side there. I don't know how long they'll last, but they do have a charge. Expiration uh, dates are a lie. Back, back when like, you were allowed to use all these toxic chemicals, I mean, they were really effective. Yeah, right. There's probably <laughs> no chance I'm going to survive having touched that. Um, and what I did is I poked around and I found that there, there was one little uh, pair of plugs that some pins would go in that was essentially an on-off switch. And uh, the top there, I've actually uh, got nothing touching, but I'm coming out a couple of uh, these sort of bayonet plugs into a little motor there and I have an always on LED. So there's always this roughly four volts coming out here. And then when I when I flip this little switch I added, I've got one of our little um, high speed sort of CD motors in there. Let's see, am I shorting it? I'm doing something bad, there we go. Um, so that's probably not what I'll ultimately use it for, but it's exciting to think that I've got a really nice uh, C battery holder that'll give me roughly the voltage that a lot of uh, our microcontrollers run off of. So. Uh, Check your thrift stores. You never know what you'll find. All right. Thanks for the thanks for the cool thrift store, store find, JP. All right. Next up, let's go to Aaron. What beautiful gems are you crafting? Uh, I am up to my eyeballs in crystals this week. I'm going to the Labyrinth of Jareth, which is a labyrinth-themed costume ball in LA this weekend. So I'm very excited. I've been working real hard on my costume. And um, one of the things that I made is this little crystal bowl. Um, and I'm just gonna turn it on here. It's got a bunch of my paper crafted crystal gems. I did a tutorial about how to build these things a few weeks ago, but um, updated it so that they're not symmetrical anymore and they're a little bit more sort of almost natural looking. 
Um, and they're super fun. I have just a remote control. I have a waterproof light inside of here. Uh, it's going to be floating in a fountain um, and just be a little crystal water element. This is cool. It's made out of just aluminum foil and uh, expanding foam as well as these like cellophane crystals, but it looks just really top notch. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> delighted with how it turned out. Okay. And then okay. I wanted to show just one more thing. Oh, sure. Uh, part of my costume that I'm going to be wearing, uh, I've been working hard on making this incredible uh, dragon headdress. So uh, same kind of cellophane crystals on the top. Um, and then I've got NeoPixels inside and underneath I 3D printed some horns. And then this is a little resin dragon that I found at a craft fair. Uh, and I'm just having a lot of, and lots of fun making this costume bigger and brighter and better and more exciting. So that's, uh, that's where I've got Oh, he's so got the hair, the silver hair. Yeah, this is... You're definitely going to be the most fantasy of anybody. I don't know. There. It's LA, so like the costumes are going to be top notch. But I, I don't know. I think I think you're you're going to have the best costume. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I hope so. You're going to have the best LEDs for sure. People don't they don't know the skills that you have with adding NeoPixels. You're hopefully hopefully it'll be fun. Yeah, and I've, I'm, I showed the big crystal staff that I made last week, and that's also for the same event. So the crystal staff, the crystal dragon headdress is all going to go together. And I've got a couple more uh, things that I've been working on as well, which I'll probably show next time. Next week. I know. you got to keep them on the edge here. You can't show all of your secrets. Otherwise, it's not very labyrinthy. Okay. Um, all right. Next up, let's go to Melissa. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. So I've been working on updating a lot of display IO guides. Um, I have like three more left. And so I've been adding this little demo that I wrote. And this is one of the ones I'm working on next. Let's see if I can just oh, kind of. Hello, hello world. Yeah, so just show, it draws a green background, a purple box, and then it says hello world in the middle. And so it's a little bit better than just the red rectangle that was shown before. So um, I just have this display, and then I have uh, these two displays to do as well. All right, you're almost done. Yes. So exciting. So if people want to use Circuit Python with any of our displays, they now all but those few products have guide pages that you've written that tell people exactly how to get up and running with the REPL. You can draw shapes, text, fonts, all the great display stuff that we've been adding over the last year. Yeah, and we just added the two-inch uh, display guide and the 1.3-inch and the updated 1.54-inch guides. Okay. All right, All we'll right. keep rocking. Next up, Noah and Pedro. Hey, folks. How's everybody doing? Hey, happy yeah. summer. Happy summer. Uh, so this week, we thought we'd uh, put some new Pixel LEDs in our hat, particularly my hat, because I'm a fan of hats. And uh, we are using the NRF52840. So this is Bluetooth. Let me turn it on. So I'm using the, uh, the Blue Fruit LE Connector. Oh, how handy. Yes. So I'll hit the button. I just hit the button number one. And now we got some rainbows. Excellent. This is actually the exact same code that's from Aaron St. Blaine and uh, Dan Halbert. And I think Philip Phil Burgess worked on it as well. So it's a really good piece of demo code uh, for triggering different LED animations. It's using the fancy LED library. Um, and you can also use the color picker, so you can pick some solid colors, um, like like this, for example. Okay. Nice about that is I can change the intensity of it. So if I want it a little bit lower, that's really handy. It was really handy because uh, over the weekend we took a quick trip to Disney, and I brought the hat, and lots of people liked it and asked where I got it. So I, I and had so then you guys were inspired to do even more. You're doing mouse ears. Yeah, we're doing the whole range okay. of stuff. 
Um, hey, Phil, let's try to do a share screen. Yeah, sure. And it looks like I can, can do this one. Is that where? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So this is like uh, QuickTime, and it's just uh, using that second camera. So you can see me and this camera. It worked. Look at that. So I'm, I'm in the sidebar, right? You can see me moving my head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, it worked. I didn't know if that worked. <laughs> yeah, maybe like using two cameras at the same time. We can just use. Yeah, them. we can see your, your hat, and it's very bright, so it's yeah. definitely. Right, and then yeah, so, the... so for anybody else, it's just using QuickTime, and you're using the input from the separate camera. Right, because there's two webcams that are different, two different webcams, and you know I can play with the aperture a little bit later, but. That's what we have so far. Well, it looks great. I mean, this is cool that we're doing these projects in CircuitPython, not Arduino. So it's yeah. yes, it was yes. really easy to kind of change it. And uh, now with iOS stuff, we can change it on our mobile devices. Yay. Okay. okay. All right. Well, well, we'll show off some video on the, the show later. And also, people can check out the 3D Hangouts video. Oh, yeah. Well. And we're going to start adding some more folks okay. here. Let's add so if, um, Chris, Juan. If Melissa and um, Pedro can drop, we'll keep. Uh, getting people Yeah, in. click leave studio. So you actually. Yeah. So next, uh, Phil B. Okay, Phil B. Welcome. Uh, let me change cameras here. Let's see if this works. Uh, does it, yes, eyeballs. You see eyeballs yes, there? Yes, we see them. We see them. I've shown the eye, eyeballs board before. Um, you know, the, the finished board for that just showed up in the shop. Not available yet. But funny story I wanted to share. Uh, the artwork on the finished board uh, that uh, Miss Monster designed, um, there's a, a little cat nose here at the bridge of the nose. And um, we, we did some work on the board so that we had the exposed, uh, the gold in certain places on the teeth and the nose. And uh, Lady Ada was just about to send this board out to be manufactured. And I said, you know people are going to ask if the nose is boopable. And no, like, you're right. And I was like, man, that's gonna be the number one question. Yeah, yeah. Not just people are gonna ask. It's like everything's gonna stop, and people are gonna ask that. And anyway, as it turns out, one of these connectors over here, there's an analog sensor line going across the board, right past that middle. And like in the last five minutes before this went to be manufactured, she like redesigned it so so the little cute cat nose on there is a capacitive touchpad. And uh, I, I did some stuff with the software where if you're touching the, uh, you'll be able to boop the notes. That's what I'm getting at. Basically, boopable nose technology is here. Everyone just has to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's that, happened. That's it's what happened. it's all been leading up to. But like the whole Arduino thing, you know, from all the years ago, it, it it has all led to this, the boopable uh, cat nose. Yeah, so we'll, we'll show that soon. I'll have to, I have to actually test your code out. But uh, yeah, it was super fun to, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's just add that as, as a capacitive touchpad. And it was just so easy to, you know, we had existing libraries and code to do it. And then you made the boop nose do something. You made it blink because you already had blinking code. Yeah. And it was a team effort. Uh, you know, booping is not just something you do alone. You do it together yeah. as a community. So when you see Tim Cook showing us the next Apple keynote, and then later on Samsung making the exact same boopable thing for phones, you, saw it, here, you saw it here first at Adafruit. Galaxy yeah. boop. Yeah. It just boop. how close this board was to being manufactured. 
That been so tragic, but luckily we together. Yeah, I mean, it was it was seconds before this thing was was going to be made. Uh, features were being added. And right. we did them. All right, thanks yeah. for the boop update. Sure. Let's go okay. to Joey. Next up, Joey. Hi guys. Hello. Hey, welcome. We can hear you great. Great. What do you do? So uh, I came on a few months ago uh, talking about a Unicode uh, version of the Adafruit graphics library to display right. like, the languages of the world. I wanted to make a thing that could read books in all the languages of the world. And uh, I finally got the PCB back and I made it. Oh, yay. Uh, yeah, this kind of um, took over Twitter briefly. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> it's normally not so great on the Twitters. <laughs> I, I really like that everyone was like, they could start imagining what they wanted to do with this. Totally. So yeah, like, I'll show you the back up. I'm running it on a Feather M4 Express. Uh, it's got a little spot for the for an SD card. I put a headphone jack on just because I figured, you know, there may be interesting like audio kind of features. I've just beeped with it so far. Uh, but then um, I just wanted to show the uh, the languages. So, um, you know, because it's Unicode, you can get things like the accent on the E and uh, Antoine's name. Uh, but you can also do things like um, Cyrillic scripts. Wow. Um, here I've got uh, most of the, like, basically the plane is like a Chinese, Japanese, Korean ideographs. It's tough to see, but... Um, and then uh, I finally got right to left support working. So uh, this is uh, the Thousand and One Nights. And uh, Arabic takes a little longer to render, but uh, there you have it, kind of right to wow, left. Wow, that uh, looks beautiful. It's really fun. It's uh, I, I, my, my goal is I've open sourced the PCB. I'm waiting on Rev2 because I had a couple of uh, errors I had to, to work on. Um, but then the other piece that I really, really like, which I'll have done, is uh, these like JST ports that you all put on like Pi Badge and the Pi Gamer. Yeah, it's super fun for like just the idea of like uh, extending things out. So I have another one rigged up here. I put a NeoPixel strip and a gesture sensor so that I can just uh, yeah, oh, that's on. Yeah, accessibility is built in with yeah. this as well because you can do things like page turn and you can um, uh, light it up without yeah. even touching the device. So yeah, it's it's just it's fun, and I can imagine people doing other things with it, like plug a you know environmental sensor in, make it into a calendar with I don't know just. It's a cool, hackable, extensible thing. So um, yeah, yeah I'm got a lot more software to write for it, but that's what I've been hacking on. <laughs> okay. Well, we just added Circuit Python support for eInks as well. Um, so chat with Scott on Discord, and I, if that's the 4.2 inch eInk display, um, mm -hmm. we have support for that as well. And then you can use the entire font, you know, the full Unicode font support that we have in Circuit Python um, to update the text, and that could be kind of interesting as well because you can have custom fonts. Totally. Okay, right. super cool project. Thanks. Nice work. Okay, next up, we're going to go to Chris. All right, Chris, github.com slash Chris. So, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can see you've got some stuff hanging on the wall. Yeah, I like to make uh, wall-hanging Raspberry Pi computer systems. Um, this style I call Compu Canvas because I'm using an art canvas, the kind you could oh. paint on, but That's a good it's, idea. Yeah. it's computers on canvas instead of paint on canvas. Yeah. Um, I'll point out a few things about them and then pull one off and show you up closer. Um, but I always try to use power over ethernet so that you have one wire coming in and power and ethernet. This is um, a splitter you sell. It gives you 2.4 amps to the Raspberry Pi. So that's really good when you have a bunch of USB devices plugged in. Um, I try to put a speaker in every one. Uh, this one has the drum hat, the Pi Maroni drum hat. So maybe you can hear that. Yeah. And the other one has the piano hat. I can maybe reach it. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so you can do that. Um, let me take this one down if I can. Uh, this is model SKTN4, which stands for skeleton thing number four. 
Um, if I can get it close to the camera here. Okay. So it gets those robotic parts to hold it together, and then you got a couple boards plugged in. Yeah, these the skeletal pieces are from a thing that Seed Studio used to sell called the Skeleton Box, and so I've made it like into a skeleton. <laughs> um, you have the Pi Portal and the Halloween. Um, there are actually three Circuit Python devices in here. You can't tell. Let me turn this one around. There's a Circuit Playground Express in the back. I don't have the lights pumped up quite enough yeah. to see it from the front. Um, what I what I like sorry, is I you know, it's like the there. Raspberry Pi is just a computer, so you can just plug dev boards into it. It's like it, yeah. it's a computer. I lost my headset, but I wanted to point out I really like the circular panel mount adapters. You I can, love them. You can cut a hole in the canvas, you know, trace it, cut it. It's real easy. Also, um, on the Pi Portal, there's this ribbon cable adapter. Uh huh. And so behind the pie, behind, I'm using the circular panel mount cable um, connected to the ribbon cable. So that's how the Pi portal is connected oh, to the okay. Raspberry Pi. So um, I could show you the other one if you have time or maybe another time. You can keep it to a minute, um, then we can get everyone in and then set up for the next Okay. Oops, I gotta get this one back up. Um, so this one has the Halloween and a Gemma M0. Oops, let me get it onto the screen there. Um, and then in the back, if you can see lights coming through, yeah. um, there's a NeoPixel strip connected to the Halloween. So I can, I can kind of show that, but there's a speaker yeah, back there. Yeah, we can see the lights. The Get those, those dots. We love those dots. Yeah. So that's that one. That's model SKTM3, skeleton thing number three. Okay, well, the only thing that art is missing is a show and tell sticker. You can put it on the back. That way um, it doesn't it doesn't mess up the uh, the vibe of the art. But those are excellent. Also, email me ptdatafruit.com if you ever take photos of them. Um, that way I can um, put them on the blog and include them in our newsletter and all sorts of things. Yeah, I have a GitHub repo with pictures, so I can send you that link. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, email support for the sticker, but email pt at, with the GitHub. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, fantastic. A lot of our... Um, efforts are art and electronics. So thank you for exactly doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up. Thank you. Next Juan. up, Juan. Okay. So can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my I'm just a beginner, but my project is basically a like I don't know you can say like a hand. Yeah, it's a hand. Yeah. Yeah, and I make it's really printed, and I make like my own design in Fusion three sixty. So. Maybe it has some errors, but anyway, um, so it's controlled by a stepper motor and the Arduino Mega, which is here. Yeah. Because I have a lot of cables and like an Arduino Uno wasn't enough, and I will be controlling the hand with buttons and then like. Um, I don't know if it's working. It's okay. We know it will be pulling and pushing your moves. I'm sure a wire just got loose. It happens when you're holding stuff up. It looks yeah. really cool. So it's 3D printed, and you're going to print the other fingers too? Yeah, like the other fingers, and it's kind of like a hinge, so it just yeah. bends. Yeah, exactly. All right, sweet. Well, yeah. it looks awesome. Nice work. Come back Thank again you. if you want to show it. Uh, oh, okay. it's working. Oh, yay. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then, like, you stop, and then you, like, you know. Goes back. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is why yeah. people always say like robots are going to take over, and I'm like, yeah, it's not. tough. Robots are hard to build. Yeah. Like it's working job. now. 
That's cool. Beautiful. All right. Well, the other thing that robot. Thank you. <laughs> and so email supportedatorfruit.com for your show and tell sticker. Thank you. All right. JMK. JMK. Take it away, but um, keep it to, you know, like a minute or so. Oh, he's gone. Nice back. Right? JMK. Hi. Yep. We can't hear you, but we can see your face. You're being detected. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yes, JMK project music. Yeah, we can't hear you. So we see but your you. computer is definitely recognizing you. Yeah, it's definitely like there is a human. It's a JMK detector. JM That's her project. Is that, it's if, a JMK if it's detector. a face detector for JMK, it's definitely working. Well, let's do maker charades. Okay, so you have a camera, and it's it's finding you. But is that your project? Okay, yes, Circuit Playground Express. Okay. And it's got a battery pack. I think the and the JMK finder is nothing. It's to do probably with making sounds, and we can't hear it. Oh, it's lighting up. It's a night light. Okay. And then, oh, different light modes. Okay, little colors. You can select them. Looks nice. Yeah, purple, blue. Ooh, rainbow. Flicker. So it's like a make code. You think you did a make code color picker. Okay. Five syllables. Five syllables. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you plug it in. And then in make code. So log log.txt and it looks like tilt he's doing tilt stuff it's a bike light that detects when you're turning or, or braking i think right Maybe. You're, it's like it's yeah like, yeah, okay, yeah. Right, got it yay yay because see it says bike detect you know i didn't know that make code had logging we should yeah <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> did you tell us how you do that because yeah, cool, i didn't know that you could do that that's kind of neat Oh my God! You wrote it all in JavaScript. Yeah, that's what it looks awesome. like. Awesome. There's a storage module. I did not know about that's new. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So I learned something because I didn't know that that was available. Yeah. But that's really sweet. Okay. Well, thanks for coming by. We'll send you a sticker you can put on your bike. Yep. Or on your light. And uh, thanks for it's a cool. I I learned a lot, so I'm glad we got to you. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, well, JK. That is our show and tell this week. Okay. Thank uh, you, JP, can you just boop us a little bit while we. Sit? No, that's Phil B. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Phil B. Um, Sorry. We'll see everybody next week, uh, 7 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for making this the best 27 minutes of our week every single week. The and, most boops. Uh, we will uh, have this not only on YouTube, but we'll do a recap on Ask an Engineer. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody.